We're going to continue with our discussion from last week, and we were talking about um, why people leave the church, or why aren't people coming to church, or, or why people are sitting up in church, but they've already left it in their heart. And um, this next article I found on Yahoo News, and it's talking about giving up on Christianity. Well, don't let go of Christ's teachings. Who said that? I don't know. It's this article that I found on Yahoo uh, News. What do they mean by that? So many people seem to be giving up on Christianity, it says, they, as they become more aware of the misery and misdeeds of those who claim to be followers yeah, of but, Christ, they react with well, revulsion. Not, you know, it's like I, that. Yeah. Like people say, I don't want to go because there are too many hypocrites in That the might be, but that's not Christianity. The hypocrites aren't Christians. They're hypocrites. That's what makes them non-Christian. So how can you give up on Christianity but not the teachings of Christ? That is stupid. That's, so, that's, that's, that's right along with transgender men and women. <laughs> that's, that's on the same vein. That's silly. So it says, as, they, as people learn about the sordid history of the Christian faith and how it has been used to gain money and power for a few at the expense of the many, they want no part of it. But that's Christianity so-called. That's not true Christianity. They watch the Christian brand be hijacked to hurt humanity they no longer want to be associated with the product. So, you know, this, this person who wrote this article says, I say, you may give up on Christianity as we have come to know it, but don't give up on Christ and his teachings. Uh, yeah, but he should just put, that's not Christianity. Just he said, give, right up on the, give up on the ham uh, actors posing as preachers. Give up on the theatrics, rituals, the stagecraft Christianity. But, but don't give up on Christ who said, right. and when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Yeah, you can't call it Christianity. You know, call it for what it is. It's sin. It's hypocrisy. You should give up on people who preach the prosperity gospel. Accumulation of wealth as, you know. As if that's salvation. That that's, you can get your, that, like that's the highway to heaven or something. Yeah, that's because, you know, even, even in the times of the law, they felt like God was blessing you, therefore you had to be doing something right because that's basically how things went. If you were doing the will of the Lord, he blessed. He blessed your crops, he blessed your family. And so, but people took it to a different level and they began to worship the blessing more than they worship the person who blessed. And that's the Lord said, they worship the creature more than the creator. So Christ taught, you don't store up uh, for yourselves treasures on earth. It's, it's, it's what, you know, because whatever you're storing up on earth, you know. It's going to perish. Uh, just like wool, you know, you have something wool. I remember somebody who had a wool carpet in their and the house. Moth got to it, <laughs> and they sure did. <laughs> you know, or if you store up a, a treasure here on earth, and and people find out about what you have, they want to break in and steal it. You know. Yeah, you you spend, if you worship it, you spend your time and you waste sleep trying to guard and protect it because you think of it as your means of salvation, security, life, and prosperity. And instead of trusting in the Lord. Well, the Lord says that where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Mm -hmm. 
And then he also goes on to say that you can't serve God and mammon no, at the cannot. same time. No. Well, anyway, that's a different kind of Christianity. That's a false kind of Christianity. Right. And not to say that God will not prosper you. What he's saying, you can't serve mammon. That can't be your end goal in life. You have to realize that the Lord is your end goal. Your purpose here is your relationship with the Lord God Almighty. But there's more to going to church than listening to people who preach prosperity gospels. And, and well, I mean, there's, there's, I, I, I think he's just sort of mixing like apples and oranges. When we go to church and we listen to the word, we go to church to praise the Lord. We go to church to magnify him. We go to church because there's strength. When we fellowship with one another and we share our testimonies in the goodness of the Lord and we, and we go and we get lifted up in the spirit and so that the Lord can, can deal with us. You know, when God gives us prophecy or when he gives us word of knowledge, when there's, there's healing, you know, there is a, a reason why the Lord said, don't forsake to assemble yourselves. So that's why we come together. And it doesn't say that necessarily when we come together, we have to follow this specific format. You know, but if but we get our format, believe it or not, we get it from the from Judaism. We get it from the if Jewish, you if, if you ever been to a Jewish service, they think they talk about us being long winded and people checking their watches. Oh my goodness, you might be in a Jewish service. Two, a couple of days, some of them, you know, depending on what the holiday is or the feast day or the regular service is as long as our services. But, you know, this isn't anything new. You know, people, you know, just think that this is a, a brand new day and that people are in church and they're just faking or they're just uh, hypocriting or or whatever, but this goes way back. It was like, you know, when I was reading about Saul, you know, I was I was kind of impressed. You know, he was a king. And, you know, all along you think that he was he was like, you know, I know David was after God's own heart, but you would think that Saul was after God's own heart. But you know, when I was reading, he he wasn't really on the outside, he said and he did all the right things. But on the inside, in his heart, he really didn't believe the Lord. I said, you know, I often said Paul was our first politician, Saul. You know, King Saul was our, was our first politician. He was, he, you know, the sound bites and come honor me before the people. You know, he, you know, he and Biden probably would have gotten along very well. You know, it starts out like, you know, he was, he came from an ace family. He came from, you know, they probably were well to do. They had servants and everything. And he, you know, the scripture says he's a, he was a he, goodly man. He yeah. was, and he was tall. He was a head, Above shoulder everybody. and a head. Yeah, he was handsome probably. But you know, I think what his problem was, he, he basically had some good qualities, but the praise of the people went to his head. The fact that the people honored him so, that popularity, their people, they, they desire to be famous. They desire 
the attention of the people. That's how the Pharisees were too. They desired the admiration of the people and the praises. And Saul was addicted to that. So much so that when David said Saul killed his thousands and David his ten thousands, that he, made him he, jealous. He was envious. Mm -hmm. So I I was thinking about Saul how he, he he you know in this day and age it could be anybody who just is in church here and they're carrying their Bible and praise the Lord, hallelujah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, and, and on the outside, he's saying all the right things. But mm -hmm. on the inside, what did he do? The Lord told him to go ahead and, and wipe out all, what is it, the Amalekites? I think it was. And then what did he do? He saved the king. And, and, and the, the animals. And the animals. And yeah. the, <laughs> he did that to please the people. See, the people saw it. And you know how people... The sheep and the ox. People get greedy. And they said, boy, this is some healthy cattle. And we're, and, and we're supposed but to But the Lord didn't tell him them? to do that. The Lord told him to destroy everything. Right. Man, woman, child, yeah. beast. Yeah. And he didn't do that. You right. Know? And then, and then and another Samuel hewed the king into pieces. <laughs> and then... Um, and then the other thing that he did, you know, when he was waiting, Samuel told him to wait like seven days for him to come. And, and then he did And he's waiting coming. and waiting and waiting. And he, oh, I'm not going to wait anymore. And he saw the people scattering. Yeah. You know, the people are leaving. And he said, I can't let the people. He thought know, more of the people. Right. And so he decided to to offer up a, a incense and a sacrifice right. instead in. of the priest. Right. That's how little he thought of them, of the priests, compared to the acceptance of the people. He was your first true politician. He would have fit right in because it was more important to him. I mean, when somebody tells you the Lord said he's going to take the throne from you, he's going to cut off your lineage, you are going to be you know, brought to nothing, and you say, okay, but honor me before the people. Don't let the people know that I'm going to be dethroned. That was more important to him. Not, not, oh, I have sinned. Lord, forgive me. And that's what we have in the church today, too. It's no different in biblical times than it, was, than it is now. And, you know, you have people who are here in church, sitting in church, and they get all energized and encouraged about the word and how the Lord is going to change them. But then they run into something from their past life or whatever, and... And it's like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> they stumble or, or they, they or, go backward or, oh. they, or they get into a position where they are admired and they're in a position of, of leadership and status and that becomes more important to them. But then when they come to church, it's a totally different story. They, they act like, <laughs> you know, and I can see where people say that, you know, there are hypocrites in well, the church. hypocrites. But Period. it's all about your heart and how much you love the Lord. Right, because you're going, and then you just thank God for allowing you to see who the hypocrites are. Because you can't save them. You can't, you can't make them want to love the Lord. You just have to live your life, and you have to uh, walk up right before God in the sight of men. You have to do that in order to please the Lord, not people. Yeah, you can't um, use that as an excuse when you stand before right. God. Well, so and so didn't do it. They were hypocritical. Right. He's not going to worry about them. Right. He's going to What did you do right, with the time say, that I have given you? What did he 
about all souls. All souls are mine, says yeah. the Lord. It's not yours. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember one time I was praying and I was saying, uh, and I was thinking because things, I never even in my wildest imagination imagined the way things are now back then, but things back then were, to me were kind of out of hand. And I said, Lord, you know, the, the people... I mean, what, what, it's like, what are we, it might be when they were at the mountain, what are we going to do? Like, like uh, I can do something, you know? And the Lord said, you stay saved. And that, and the way he, he said it was such sternness. I got up from there. I never, ever did that again, not even in my wildest imaginations, because it's like, I have to be responsible for my own soul. I had to work out my own soul salvation, like like Paul said. I don't want to go preaching to somebody else and then I become a castaway. You don't want to go witnessing to somebody else about God's goodness, and the next time they see you, you're a castaway. (laughs) Well, anyway, moving on. This article comes from uh, the BuzzFeed community, and this article talks about how they were asking African-American people uh, to give the reason why... They left Christianity. Uh, (laughs) But this could apply to anybody. I don't care what color you are. Uh So first it says, I never wanted wanted to go to church. You know how when you're brought up Uh when you're little and, you know, your folks make you go to church. Uh I never wanted to go to church. It was something my mom made us do. Second, homophobia. The last time I went to church, it was lovely and inspirational sermon until the pastor started disparaging gays for absolutely no reason. Well, you know, you can find a church that doesn't do that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even at my grandfather's funeral, this whoever this person is, even at this my grandfather's funeral, the pastor there managed to blame gays for the state of the world, just random, unnecessary hate. This other person says, when I was younger, the pastor at the family church was allegedly involved in a scandal with a child and no one would do anything because he was a man of God. I was instantly turned off of organized religion after finding out. Another person says, I stopped believing because my ancestors were forced to convert to what their masters believed. Plus, we prayed so much and are some of the hardest believers, yet our lot in life remains the same generation after generation after generation. I didn't understand why we were suffering so much, even though we went to church and prayed so much. So I stopped believing, stopped praying, and, and, and I started to do whatever I wanted to, and I became very successful. Uh-huh. Yeah, what would a man give in exchange for the soul? Whether he gains the whole world. So they prayed, but he didn't pray, or she, whoever that is, didn't pray in faith. They didn't believe in God. And what the Lord is saying, you know, there, there's this popular uh, concept out there now. You have people who are atheists, and they're telling saints, Prove to me that there is a God. And I'm not here to prove to you that there is a God. I'm here to tell you that as a witness, there is a God. Now, whether or not you choose to believe my witness, that's up to you. But I'm not trying to prove to you anything because if you don't believe it's by faith, I can't make you believe. Well, here's another person that says the amount of gossiping that went on in my church was astounding (laughs) to me. Even as a child, I always felt I had to be perfect or else I would give everyone else even more to talk about. The ironing of the judge not lest ye be judged 
Christians, being the judgiest people I ever met, was lost on them. But it made me really evaluate if I actually believed or if it was just putting on a show so I could fit in. But the whole thing is that they're so busy condemning people that they forget that the whole purpose is to serve the Lord. They're so busy looking at people, they forget they have to go before God. They forget that the relationship is with the Lord. And then when God instills his love, they can love one another. Then they could be an example as to what it means to love the Lord. But rather than try to be an example, they're just going to criticize. So here, another person, another person said, I was raised Catholic, but as I got older, I questioned the church and its teachings more and more. A lot of it started to not make sense. When I discovered that I was non-binary and pansexual, the church responded by forcing conversion therapy on me rather than accepting me. A God that supposedly loves everyone is not going to force them of that sort of hell on anyone. Well, it will be that a person necessarily shouldn't have to go through conversion. You, you, if they're not willing to accept the truth, you can't make a person. Just like I saw this person who uh, they were trying to cast out an evil spirit and they pulled the person by the hair and the man said, told the person who was doing all that, trying to cast the evil spirit out, he said, you, the demon's not going to come out by the roots of a woman's hair. This is like, you know, if you don't have the power, the faith, and the authority to speak to that evil spirit and have it come under subjection, he said, sit down. He looked at this guy like, don't even try. If you don't have that authority or that level of faith, then you just need to sit down. And so now, but these people, you know, love is that they can't accept the sin, but they can love you. I, I, what, where do they get this idea that loving somebody means you can't say anything critical about their decisions? You can't point out their, their wrongdoing. Their wrong you can't tell them that they're going in the wrong direction just because they're passionate about what they're doing. I said, that's, that's nuts. I said, because if a person sees that you're doing wrong and just lets you go off in that direction without trying to correct you, they don't love you. And this person, I, I don't know where people get this idea that if they say they're a woman and they got a beard and prostate, and, and, and a couple kids, <laughs> and then they all of a sudden say, I'm a woman, and, and you tell them, no, you're not. That means you hate them? No. You tell them the truth because you love them. Well, this other person says, at a very young age, I was forced to attend church. I felt It felt like a cult. I was cognizant of the so-called church body I convened with. All I did was look and listen. Attending church continued until my early teenage years. After all that I have experienced and been through, I made a conscious decision that I did not want to be in the same place with any of those people, which I will never do. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, these people act as if somehow that they're getting back at somebody by doing these things instead of realizing they have to go to the Lord and let the Lord direct their path. Here, another person says, I didn't grow up in a church or a religious household. I was just told God exists, sin exists, and went to a few summer Bible schools 
As an adult, I wanted to grow my faith. The more I started reading, researching, and contemplating, it, it, it just, it, he's, I, I'm assuming this is a man. I called it all bullcrap. It took about three years of combing through Christianity, black Hebrew Israelites, mm -hmm. and belief in God with no attached religious text before I settled on atheism. Well, go ahead. Honestly, I never felt more at peace or free. And uh, I said, yeah, I bet you do. You know, <laughs> I, see, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm telling uh, people all the time, if, if that's how you feel, if that's what you believe, and all of a sudden you feel at peace and you feel free, I'm not here to try to make you feel opposite of that. All I can do is tell you the truth. Now, whether or not you deceive yourself and believe a lie rather than the truth, that's between you and God. Another person says, that as I got older, a lot of things in the Bible just didn't add up. No mention of dinosaurs. No one could give an exact timeline of the events in the Bible. The fact that the whole origins of the Bible itself are a matter of debate, not to mention that Christianity was used to keep slaves in check. I definitely have been persecuted for my stance, but I will never go back to any religion. Well, that's all right. I mean, that's your choice. The Lord said, choose you this day. Even the Lord tells you, you go ahead. He said, but now there are consequences that are tied to your choices. But you are free to choose. So there's another article that comes from The Guardian, and it just talks about the, how churches are closing at a rapid number in the United States. Um, you, and let me tell you, as much as these people talk about they're atheists and the Bible is this and the Bible is that, trust me. People who are trying to, who are in a position of power, there is an elite out there who are so entitled, they think that they have the right to govern our lives in the natural and the spiritual. Trust me, those people are combing through the scriptures. They're reading the Bible because this is the only place where the Lord tells you, that's like he did in Isaiah, He's not, and he did it. And, 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 and Ezekiel, and he did it in Jeremiah. He said, I'm, I'm going to tell you a new thing. And he began to prophesy to them about what's going to come. And believe me, they're checking Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Daniel and Revelations and Psalms. They're looking and they're combing the scriptures. Why? Because they want to know what the future holds. And the only place where they can find it is in the scriptures. They're telling you don't read the scriptures, but trust me, they are in the scriptures. They just don't want to yield to the power of the Holy Ghost. And, and in this article, it, it does say that a, a reason for a lot of churches closing is because of the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, when the government told people they couldn't gather together. And then mm -hmm. I think that just... Um, you know, gave people an excuse to be uh, too laid back. Well, it gave them an excuse not to go because then they went to Zoom and then you go to these internet uh, services and, and then, for the most part, you go to these special events. You have enough of the special events, you feel like you've been in church. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you go to enough concerts. Well, yeah. anyway, I just got <laughs> caught up in the topic, and I almost lost track of time here. And that concludes our program as to why people are leaving churches. Lack of faith. Praise the Lord and let everything that has breath praise the Lord. 
This week's verse of the day comes from Hebrews 9 and 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Now, ain't God all right? God is, is all, all right. right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was when God created light to divide the day from the night, what was the purpose of that? And the answer can be found in Genesis chapter 1, verses 14, and it reads, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. So now you know it's for to be signs for the seasons and the days and the years. This week's Food for Thought is, who asked the Lord to show them the Father so that they could be satisfied? Hint, the Bible. And that's Food for Thought. <laughs>